Let's go ahead and get started. My name is Joe Lewis. Welcome to Bonehead. Hello. Hello. Before we get started on Stephen God, King, where all the air go? <laughs> you really need to do some cardio. Your heart's yeah. jacking right now. You ever, you ever think about smoking <laughs> in the boys' room? I think, in the boys I think room. you should drink more. Is it the energy drink that got you to just kick in? Yeah, yeah, it kicked in. I, do, I think. Why are you jittering so much, jitterbug? Because <laughs> I care, <laughs> jitterbug. So. This episode of Stephen King, but before we get started, we do thank you all so much for subscribing to YouTube, iTunes, SoundCloud. Please keep doing that. Please get keep going there. Leave comments, send us emails. We love them. What we'd really like for you to do is to go to pod... I need to be serious for 10 seconds. We need you to go to podcast one. Do you want to sell this or not? That's a four. Podcast <laughs> one and suggest us for Bonehead to be on podcast one. You can go on podcast one. It's a hosting site for many different podcasts and suggest us for them. We would appreciate that. That's it. Right? So if you're a big fan, always tuning in, go to podcast one and suggest our podcast. If also, Ginzu Knives. They can cut cans. It's crazy. If you hate us, did you spill that in my no, again? I drank the whole. You never drink everything. Thing. You always leave about this much listen, shit. Listen, in every goddamn can listen, you ever drank. Listen, mommy, daddy, you're ruining my birthday. For thirty years, twenty years, I picked one up the other day after the party. Like, I know you drink this because you drink it all except this. All right, Hi, James. You're wearing a tie. <laughs> I came directly after work, sort of. Anyway, this is our Stephen King fourth and last episode for a while. For a while. If we revisit King, it'll be later, it'll be books, it'll be something else, but we are tired We're going to do an entire episode about the rock bottom remainders. Their <laughs> songs, what they mean to us. That's cool. I bet, do, does it, I wonder if everybody knows what that is. The rock bottom remainders. That is Stephen King. Well, it's not Stephen King. It's Stephen King. Dave Barry. Dave Barry. And the humorous. A, a bunch of other authors. Yeah, uh-huh. And the, the band name Rock Bottom Remainders, for those that don't know, if you ever buy a book that's like at half price or a discount bookstore where they're, they've, the black mark across the top of it marks it as a remainder, mm -hmm. and Rock Bottom Remainders are the ones that are a remainder that they still can't sell. And that's the name of the band, the Rock Bottom Remainders. It's, it's, they're is, all authors. And, is Maya Angelou still on bass? <laughs> no. <laughs> she, she retired because of death. Damn. <laughs> anyway, check that out. She actually. did the best Fruit Loops commercial, though. Loops of fruit. She made fruited loops. She made Flea look like a chomp. So did uh, um, Michael J. Fox. Huh? Oh. Back, That's to, back to the Technically, future. he didn't because he still won the race because Michael Jackson, Michael, Michael J. Fox, getting <laughs> out. Can we, can we move on to Stephen King? I, we might as well. We I mean, we don't have to though. We've done it enough. <clears throat> no, let's let's once more into the breach. Let's finish this up. We, however, real quick, do have some stuff coming up for you all that we can't quite announce yet. But we're going to have some special guest stars, and it's looking pretty good actually. So mm -hmm. we're really excited about it. So stay tuned. That we just can't hide it. James <laughs> I'm about is about to, to lose control. And I think I like it. So 
we left off on Thinner and then Quicksilver Highway. Quicksilver Highway is kind of a pilot that was directed by Mick Garris. It had two stories. One was Chatter Teeth. That was based on the Stephen King story. Isn't it Chatterly Teeth or Chattering Teeth? I thought it was Chatter Teeth. Maybe. Is it Lady Chatterly's Lover? No. No. No, with teeth. Yeah. <laughs> teeth is a good movie. You see teeth that? is a good movie. So, but it wasn't written by Stephen King. The second story was written by Clive Barker. Written by Clive Barker, who, by the way, if you ever get to meet at a con, may very well be one of the sweetest human beings I've ever encountered. And by the way, it's the Clive Barker piece of mm -hmm. Quicksilver Highway, infinitely better, infinitely funnier, funnier. Than the Stephen King Than one? the Stephen King Well, it's not a very good short story. No. It's about a traveling salesman who mm -hmm. drives around in a van, and he doesn't... In, I think in the in the story... He doesn't like to fly, but I don't think that's the reason in the story. In the story? In the story. He's Is that true? Again. Anyway, he picks up that. a hitchhiker who's crazy and tries to kill him and rob him, and he had already bought this steel set of cheddar teeth. teeth. That didn't work. That didn't work, and they, they end up attacking the killer and killing him. Yeah. And saving his life. It's, right? Yeah. And dragging the body off into the desert, as yeah. I recall. Yes. That's the story. In the movie itself, um, you can obviously tell it was a TV pilot. It's a TV they pilot. They were trying like heck to get this on TV. Mm -hmm. Christopher Lloyd was the wraparound guy. Yes, he was He was the, I guess, the Rod Serling of... The of Crypt Keeper, whatever crypt you want to say. And uh, the one thing that I found funny about him about uh when i did the research for this movie is he was trying to emulate hamlet hamlet which makes no sense other than the fact he's wearing some weird leather and he's got like a thing necklace. Around, neck yeah. around his neck yeah that makes no it, it made no sense to me i was like i wanted to look more into it but that's all that's the one quick blurb i could find was that he was trying to emulate hamlet which i'm not a big hamlet aficionado i don't remember that being in the movie and the or play and the clive barker Part, the hands come to life and have their own consciousness. Yeah. And it's... It's, it's hilarious. It's funny, and it stars a great character actor. Um, Matt Frewer. Matt Frewer. Who is a legend, in my opinion. It, who was Max Headroom and several other I, things. I haven't seen and this. And the Garbage Can Man. I've got yeah, he's, yeah, we'll get to we'll get to the stand. He, he's, a, he's, a, he's, a, he's a constant contributor. Con contributor with Mick Garris. Garris yeah. I've, I've got a question. I haven't silver. seen this. He's in a, uh, I know we're talking about Stephen King, bullet. but the the uh, Clive Barker part, um, when the hands have consciousness, what do they do? They eventually kill themselves yeah, and sling themselves off yeah, the building. like lemmings. Yeah. Oh. Yelling yeah. freedom! It's, not, it's really not a good story. It's not good, but it's, it's not. It's not even a good... I just wanted enough. And your, typical, and your typical Mick Garris, the only other thing to add about this is your typical Mick Garris cameos are in it. John Landis is in the scene. I believe Clive Barker is in it I don't remember well. that. I, I, it's been a while since I've I seen it. I was wondering if the hands went to work, if they became Thing from Adam Sandler. No, yeah. no. That, the Thing from Adam Sandler looks infinitely better yeah. than yeah. these hands do. All right, so the next is a Night Flyer. Oh, the Night Flyer is... A big piece of crap. It's not as bad as Chad says, but it's not very good. It's, it's a very thin short story about a guy who writes for a magazine, a pulp magazine, uh, kind of like the Inquirer. Yeah. And it goes in, inside View, right? Inside View, yeah. And James was talking about it does make allusions. It stars Miguel Ferrar, who's a, another great yeah, character actor who passed on last last year. He was in Twin Pigs. He and, was in RoboCop. And he's the only redeeming character. Bobby. He's the only redeeming thing about Bobby? this movie. is It's just him playing a sleazy right. scum. 
But th- this is w- the one that has the... I-, I haven't seen Dark Tower, so I don't know if it does or not, but at, it was known for a while as having the one that had the most allusions to other King works because there is a scene where it shows his headlines, and I've got these written down so I won't forget them, um, and what they allude to. Um, you have them written down? Well, they're on my phone. Did you actually write them on your phone? Just go ahead and read them off. So you all, you all are the king people. Let's see if you can guess what the, these allude to. Uh, the first uh, headline it shows is Spring Hill Jack Strikes Again. It refers to a story called Strawberry Spring. I've read a lot. I'm looking at uh, and I can't remember I all of them. Headless Lamaze Leads to Successful Birth. Oh, the Breathing Method. Breathing Method. Kitty cultists in Kansas worship creepy, creepy voodoo god. That one's kind of obvious. Yeah, that's children of the corn. Satanic shopkeeper sells gory goodies. <laughs> that's the needful things. Naked demons leveled by lawn. Uh, the lawnmower man? Yep. The ultimate killer diet. Gypsy cursed. Uh, uh, I swear to God, I didn't think you said diet. I got scared. The ultimate killer diet. Flipsy. <laughs> flipsy. You <laughs> got me flustered. <laughs> I'm flustered. I was like, flipsy. He got the vapes. I was like, James. <laughs> the ultimate killer diet. Gypsy curse. Uh, flays fat lawyer's flesh. That's okay. thinner, obviously. Uh, and then it refers to it uh, several different times. It, what does it, it says? Articles have it in it. <laughs> oh my god, if it does, I wrote a research paper that it one refers of the, to it all. Uh, one of the things that he investigates lot. is um, Black Cessna's last stop, which is in Derry. Yeah. It, it's yeah, not yeah. a really good story. I mean, it's basically Dracula flying around in a Cessna killing yeah. people at smaller. And the movie the movie itself is really cheap. And, and there are several things. So the director, I'm probably going to butcher his name, Mike Pavia... He only did has three movies to his credit. It was there was a short '93 that he did. Mm-hmm. Cut to four years later, he did the Night Flyer, and then cut to 2016 where he did a movie called Fender Bender. Oh my God, Fender Bender! Yeah, TV's Fender Bender. No, no. Um, the and uh, when he agreed to do this movie, he only had 30 days to shoot it, and he turned it in a day early. <laughs> And you can tell. But do you know some of the producers behind it had had pretty good pedigrees? Rubenstein was one of the producers. Richard Rubenstein? Yeah, Richard with Laurel Entertainment. He they were yep. it was that was that was George Romero's partner for years. Yep, Dawn of the Dead and Tales mm-hmm. from the Dark Side and all that. So Oh my it, god, it he had... did I knew it before he told me, audience. <laughs> You're a huge nerd, Chuck. I just but, happen um, to know Rubenstein. Also too, it was shot for a theatrical release. And it still went to the theaters, but it premiered on HBO three months prior to it going to the theaters. I swear, I watched it was HBO when yeah. it came out. So. The other producer was Michael Galen, which doesn't mean much to anybody, but if anybody's a huge Frank Herbert fan, when they redid Dune for Sci-Fi, Sci-Fi Channel, Channel and tried to make it better, he was the one that bankrolled that, that. That's the one directed by Peter Berg. And he know. also produced The Stand. Or did, no, Peter Berg was going to direct it. I don't know. Uh, okay. What's next? The next one is a little bit of a controversy. It's the Shining miniseries. See, I like it, but here's the problem. People who poo-poo on Kubrick, the Kubrick movie is a... extra. Is a... Yeah, it's true. (laughs) Shaysa. Is a superior film. The miniseries directed by, once again, Mick Garris is a superior adaptation of a book. 
Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because, and even, I remember when this came out, Stephen King was happy because he said this was finally The Shining done right. Here's the problem with and The Shining. And it's got the guy from Wings in it, and he's hilarious. Stephen Weber. Stephen Weber and is Rebecca, a, Rebecca De Mornay. Rebecca De Mornay is perfect as Wendy. Yeah. Because that's Wendy from the book. Yes. It's not the quivering... Shelley. Uh, Shelley Duvall. Nothing against Shelley Duvall, but... I, and at the same time, too, I thought it, it, the Shining, the original Shining, the Kubrick Shining, she was... I didn't like her at all in the movie. No, She's, there was no people do. No, yeah. a lot of women don't. Yeah. And I can see why. It's a terrible characterization. Yeah. It's very one-dimensional. And there's a long story we could talk about how the stories go about Kubrick... Missing yeah. treating her, yeah. treating her like dirt. Yeah. So we we've we've already done that shining. Yeah, I saw Mick Garris an interview with him actually when we were working on this, and um, he said if he'd actually saw Wings, he never would have cast Stephen Weber. He would have never even thought of him. Oh really? He was like, no, I'm not hiring that guy. He actually Stephen Weber got it through auditions. I didn't think Stephen Weber was bad. I just didn't. He's I not... don't think he's bad either. In fact, I think Stephen Weber is a really good actor who's been in a couple of Stephen King adaptations. Yeah. Uh, several actually. But he's, he's a very talented actor. I don't know that he's Jack Horn. He's not. Neither is Jack Nicholson. Neither is Jack Nicholson. Jack Nicholson is Stanley Kubrick's version. But Jack Nicholson's version of the character is superior. Is, is superior and a lot more intimidating. But at the same time, there really is no development into that. When he appears on the screen for the first time, you know he is jacked in the head. This, that's the story that goes. So Steven Spielberg tells a story because he and Stanley Kubrick were actually friends. That's actually how artificial intelligence, intelligence. AI was made later on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's when he watched The Shining, Kubrick asked him what he thought of it, and he goes, "Well, it's you know, he's no seriously, tell me what you, I, I'm paraphrasing." He said, "Well, Stanley, the problem is, is that Jack Nicholson's crazy from the get go." Oh, yeah, okay. That was what. That's yeah, what I'm he glad said. Stephen King delivered. And, then, and Steven Steven Spielberg, Spielberg. Steven Spielberg said that, and then he said Stanley Kubrick looked at him and goes, "Well, name me your favorite movie actor. Don't even think about it. Just name him. I don't remember who it was. I'll say it was Clark Gable." And he goes, "Well, mine was, holy crap! Oh, I'm so sorry. Public Enemy. Oh, Cagney was his was Cagney, and he said if you look at it from Cagney's, from Kubrick's, that was yeah. Cagney. If you look at it from that perspective, he understood it more. Okay." Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes sense. So, which is funny because Cagney, I mean, Cagney is known now as being the gangster, top of the road and all that stuff, but he was also a He's a song and dance man. Song and dance man. He's a song and dance man. We remember him because if he did one role and he, God, he did it well. If you've never seen Cagney. Yeah, you you need to go out. Yes, absolutely. But then go and watch his musicals and go, what? Yeah. Yeah, go watch Yankee Doodle Dandy. I'm um, a Yankee Doodle Dandy. I'm a Yankee Doodle Boy. <laughs> so, Shining miniseries. I like it. Uh, there's The things are, is that the topiary is scarier. Kubrick's right. Mm-hmm. He was right to change that. Yeah. The maze is better than the topiaries coming to life. Because in the 90s, well, this was made in the late 90s, early 2000s. Yeah. CGI still, especially yeah. for television, did not do that justice. And it's just not scary. No, it wasn't scary. At all, it's just not scary. I liked it's it. Too. I liked it too. I, I didn't, but again, I, I watched it and I wasn't scared. I was entertained, but there was nothing thrilling about it. And the whole scene where Stephen King uh, does the guest star as the band conductor, 
I felt like it was tacked on. It really wasn't, there really wasn't anything to well, it. Well, and it was three-ninths long, right? Yes. So, it's a little long. Yeah. I know it's a da- adaptation, but you have to cut some things. Yeah. Here, Here's the thing. When you go to take a book and break it down, you're going to lose some stuff. Oh, you yeah. You just need to get over it. Uh, Tom Galt, who uh, writes uh, the comic, uh, the, is in the comic strip, uh, You're Just Jealous of My Jetpack has a great thing. I've got the print off of it on my door where he talks about that. And he's basically mocking the way people get upset about, or he's commenting, I guess, not mocking, about Lord of the Rings adaptations. and, and Tom Bombadil, man. And George R. R. Martin adaptations. And basically, the, the strip is hilarious if you can find it. Uh, I print it off, it's on my door because I think it's hilarious. Um, it's the protagonist talking, uh, some of you won't make it past Mount blah, blah, blah. blah. Some of you will die in the final battle, and about a third of you will get written out when they make this for movie as being too literary. Yeah. And, <laughs> and every time I look at that comic, I'm like, yep, that's accurate. If you're doing an epic story, you're going to cut some crap. Yeah. So do we need to say anything else about the Shining miniseries? No. All right. Directed by Mick Garris. Should have starred Lloyd or Monk. I, if you haven't seen it, I really recommend it. What do you two think? You Which don't one? recommend it, the miniseries? What? If you're, Stephen, you need if you're to watch Stephen it. King, King if you're a fan. Stephen King fan, you need to watch it because it it does Stephen King does prefer it to the Stanley Kubrick version. He considered it a more faithful adaptation. However, real quick, Stephen King had killed in the ratings. It was amazing. This did not do as well in the ratings. You want to know why? Yeah. Maybe people were pissed because it was a Shining, but it was probably because the Judd's miniseries came out the same time and killed it in the ratings. Oh my God! Really? True story. Look it up. Uh, premiered at the same time. And didn't it star the actual Judds? I don't know. I, I've never seen it. I'm just telling Love you that. will build a bridge. Oh, yeah. I'm not I'm the not breaking into song for the Judds. I'm sorry. Oh, really? Not, I not do like it. one Judd song. And mine. Good for you. I like one. Good for you. What, you want to pat on the back? One, I'm trying to think one what it is. is by, I think one's by Metallica, isn't it? That's not by the judge. All right. Anyway, next is Trucks. So, Trucks is a, not a good short story. Yes. I bet Monster Truck is actually better trucks, trucks is not a good short story. It's about trucks coming alive. You might have already seen it when we talked about Maximum Overdrive when he adapted it himself. Well, later on, some TV producers decided to do it as a TV movie. I'll be honest with you, I can never make it through it. I've never met... No. I made it through Monster Trucks. That that lizard just wants to go home. Next is App Pupil. <laughs> Notice how I just keep shutting <laughs> James down. App Pupil. Pupil is better than Monster Trucks. Apt Pupil, it's one of those... It's a good movie. It's a good movie. But I read the story this summer. I never read it. Have how, you ever read it? No. How is it a faithful adaption or not? It or, is, but he's a, the kid's a serial killer in the book. Oh, really? And I get why they did it, because then it just gets weird. Mm-hmm. But I enjoyed it so much. It was such a good story in the book. I mean, because the kid is just as evil, if not more evil, than he is. And is also killing people. And it ends really dark when they find out that the kid's also killing people. Hmm. And he, he basically has a rifle. And, and it ends with him going on an overpass on the road. Wow. With a box full of bullets. Wow. I, it's dark. That being said, though. Dark, 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 dark. At Pupil as a film... Kind of like Targets, if you've ever seen the yeah. Peter Bogdanovich film. Uh, Which, if you've not seen Targets, go see Targets. Boris Karloff. Boris Karloff. And it's directed by Peter Bogdanovich, who was then went on to do last uh, picture him show. In, loved him in Dracula. <laughs> anyway. Is James still looking at it? Yeah, he still is. Okay. <laughs> so, 
It's much darker. The movie stars Ian McKellen and the Pat and the past Brad Renfro. He's not with us anymore, right? No, yeah, he's gone. Directed by X Men, but before Brian he's Singer, Singer yeah. who who we probably shouldn't acknowledge too yeah, much. Yeah, don't want to really acknowledge Brian things. Singer. Um, but I uh, ain't never met the guy. He never hit on me, so I don't know. And you're offended by that, I know. All these people that molest these people never touch me. Keep going. Be nice to be included. I don't want it to happen, but I'd like to be included. No one ever does. Um, so, what do you consider about the type time when you watch John Carpenter interviews on the TV and you go and put your bare ass on the screen and rub it on there? <laughs> that's, does that count? That's him molesting John Carpenter. <laughs> that's Willie's type. <laughs> so, uh, no, at people, I mean, Harry butt smears. <laughs> it's Would, great. I, I, I will tell you that yeah, Brad Renfro, fine. But no, it's Ian uh, McKellen's show. But Ian McKellen oh, yeah, was Ian perfectly. That, even when you're reading the book, Ian McKellen was born to play that role. The yeah. scene and the scene that's burned into my head, and I haven't seen it in years. I need to rewatch it because I really did. I, it, I, it's hard for me to say I like anything involving Nazis, but it's compelling. That that movie's compelling, and it's well made. And the scene of him forcing him to march in the uniform is burned into my head forever. Yeah. And that's out of the book. Yeah, it's just that is a powerful scene and a jacked up scene, and it's just effective. Go see out pupil, and if you do read the, it's it, it's a good adaptation. I I think it's, it's one of the, I think it's the, a I, different kind. Don't I, I don't know that it would have worked in the movie, right? Yeah. Then it just becomes about two serial killers kind of. But in the book, you get because you because what Stephen King does so well is build characters, and you get so invested into these two horrible people. Yeah. It's kind of, well. The only way it works, the only way stories like that work is, um, I, I agree, it won't work in film as a film that is dramatic. I think there's a, a, one of my favorite Masters of Horror episodes, "Pick Me Up," which Pick is up. is dueling serial kill, and it's Rick, stereo- written by David Show. Yep, it's the stereotype of the hitchhiker Child. that's the killer and the truck driver that's the killer, mm. and it has one of my favorite lines. From Masters of Horror. Oh, not my victim. He no. finds, he's a murderer, but he finds somebody yeah. else, and he's like, and she's saved me. Saved me. No, can't. David J. Shaw wrote The Crow for you all out there, and actually coined the term splatterpunk in the late '80s. That was it was him, and he well, wrote the, that. The Crow technically was originally written by. Well, J. he wrote Barr. the screenplay, but it was written by J. O. Barr originally. I have no idea who it. that is. Me 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 me. So the God. so the well, next I know about movies, but I don't give the original. So the Shining miniseries didn't do so well, but the next one did really well, and oh, it, it may so very well be. I don't know. That may very well be one of my favorite. It's there. It's that and it maybe. Yeah, I love the stand, stand too. But Honestly, I don't know. Storm of the Century is probably one of is probably yeah. the best made. I miniseries. Love, yeah, it's, it sits on you. It's perfect. It's, and what it's I mean a, by yeah. that is. And I'm not as big a Stephen King fan, but I think you loaned it to me, and I watched it, and in the beginning, I was like, okay, and probably okay, born on sin, okay, come on in, and it's just, but it builds. And um, Miranda, I mentioned, uh, I think in an episode, she sent an article about how that may be one of the best adaptations because it plays. Well, it was written for the. It was written. It, it's. It, I mean, oh, yeah. he, it was written but, for the screen. It was written. But it for plays the... on that idea of why. Not to go off the rails a little bit, but why is it that only people in the middle of nowhere get attacked by aliens or whatever? It does the same thing. Little Tall Island, by the way, Dolores Claiborne, takes place on Little Tall. Oh, really? I was rewatching. I'd never seen it. 
Really good movie, Chad. <laughs> talked about it last time. In between the two episodes, yeah. I finally got to see it. I really enjoyed it. Kathy Bates, Jennifer Jason Lee. Yeah. Takes place on Little Talk. Oh, I didn't know that. But that, that I was I, I actually freaked out and I'm on stage with you. Oh, that line right. of these people know how to be quiet and how important that idea is. Yeah, it's true, yeah. But because, it's a small town thing. Yeah, and it starts and it's people in a small town, and this is true in reality, I think. We all I mean, we grew up in small towns. You probably knew that place where you weren't supposed to go. You might not know why you And you know to go there. who is doing something wrong yeah. and you don't just talk about it. And yeah. if you do it's gossip behind. Yeah. Yeah, you never and, and it would it's one of those things. I mean, growing up, I constantly heard, you just don't go there, son. Yeah. You don't awesome. go there. The fact, too, that this was starring Tim Daly. Tim Daly. Also from Wings. But this and was not directed by Mick Garris. This is directed by a guy named Craig R. Baxley, and I'll tell you a story about him soon as you're well, done. Well, the only comment, other comment I was going to make is Tim Daly is probably tied for the top, uh, uh, and the top spot for best portrayal of Superman. Oh, for the anime series. Yeah. yeah. Him and George Newberg. Well, Tim Daly one. does a really... Sorry, Christopher Reeves, not the best Superman. This this is a is a perfectly cast movie as well. Oh, God, it's amazing. There's not one weak Colm link. Fjord? Colm Fjord? Colm Fjord as the villain yeah. is amazing. It's perfect. And is a great character actor. Yes. Uh, if you go out there and check him out. It was directed by Craig R. Baxley. Uh, short story is Craig R. Baxley did, started out in stunts and then moved on to second unit. He's actually a second unit director for Predator. The reason I remember this is Predator is directed by a guy named John McTiernan who went yes. on to do what? Oh, Die, Die Hard. Hard. Yeah. Nakatomi, yes. never forget. And if you listen to the Predator commentary, he bitches about the second unit direction <laughs> no, and, how really? shitty, and how shitty it is. It's Craig R. Baxley who went on to do this. I would never have shot this. This is all second unit. <laughs> Go listen to it. It cracks me up. Still took that paycheck though, didn't he? Yeah. Well, anyway, so I I I think it's a perfect little movie. I haven't watched it in a long time. I need to. No, Next time I have four I, and a half hours. I think what's affected. Like I say, Why is Haley laughing? Me, you loaned it to me to watch, and at first I was like, okay, whatever. And what's really interesting about it is. I think Comb Fjord, or uh, the villain, I should say, the character he plays. What is it? It's um, I can't think of his name. It's, it's almost creepier it's almost when French. he's in the prison. Yeah, when he's just sitting there. Because he's just sitting there, and you know, Humbling. and and you Holy know, crap. and everybody knows very quickly. You forgot Craig R. Baxley's number Action Jackson. Yes, <laughs> Action. I didn't forget Action. it. Um, I didn't forget it. By the way, I didn't. I just know that one. But the uh, but anyway, the uh, Sharon Stone. That's that's one of the creepiest. I mean, and that's what I liked about it was, even when he should be powerless, he almost seems weaker outside of the cage than inside. Oh of it. yeah, and oh, there's just something innately creepy about that. So he no, it's, all it's Kingdom Hospital. Um, and Rose Red. Keep going. We'll talk, we'll talk, sorry. No, no, sorry, audience. I'm waiting for you. Let's get to it. So y'all go ahead. Run through the rest uh, of it. Really, if you haven't seen Storm of the Century, I have a copy of it here. Come by the house. We'll watch it. The next up is Green Mile. Green Mile is a superb. It should have won yeah, an just, Oscar film. It, the, it changes almost nothing from the book except for the fact that the... And the book was originally published in kind of a serial it was, format. It was published. It wasn't kind of. It was published in a serial format. And Stephen King, when the first one was published, did not was still writing it and did not know how it was going to end, which cracks me up because Stephen King, and it's true, a lot of times the endings aren't so good. Right. But the Green Mile ends perfectly. Yeah. Oh, yes. I'll with that. Perfectly. With that. 
perfectly. And the, the only difference is, is there's a little more backstory of of him being at the home, the retired guard, yeah. and how there's a guy at the home who's kind of mean to him, kind of like uh, What's-His-Face is. I can't remember. Uh, Sam Rockwell? No. No, uh, the, oh. It's Baxter Paisley. It's something like yeah, that. Yeah. Right, right. And I can't remember that actor's name, but he ended up He's... marrying the 16-year-old from, from Tennessee. Yeah. Right? Yes. Yeah. Um, but anyway... I, he, and he was in Lost. In space. Okay. No, he was in just Lost. Anyway, so if you haven't seen The Green Mile, you cannot be that big of a fan. What are you is liking? Is it Jeff Fahey? No, Jeff Fahey is, Fahey, not, is in Lost, but he is not in The Green Mile. And he did not marry a 16-year-old. He did not marry a 16-year-old. Jeff Fahey's in The Lawnmower Man. Okay. So, back to what I was saying. I don't know. Should we talk? I mean, is there anything to talk about? It's no, just, if you, if it's written and directed by it. Frank Darabont. It's perfectly a- active. Yeah, there's, yeah the, um, there's not a bad person in this. David yeah. Morris, Michael Clark Duncan. Dead. It's a very, James Cromwell is amazing in it. Oh, it's a man, big, I tell you, David Morris is another one of those great character actors. He's also in Hearts and, of Atlantis. And Sam Rockwell. I mean, yeah, Sam man. Rockwell. It's a very human story, and it's it's not... If you just think Stephen King horror, a you've never seen Shawshank Redemption, but b and you've never seen The Green Mile. The Green, I was gonna say it, but if you if Shawshank doesn't do it for you, putting I tell you, and it's neither one of those do it for you. Please, um, I mean, just to be go through that much pain to rather be dead. Yeah, and I think you feel it in the movie almost like you do in the book. Yeah, Uh, it's yeah. Sorry, I'm just there's not much to say other than just Frank Darabont again. Amazing director. Never made a bad movie. No. 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 Never made a bad movie. May have made some stuff that's not your cup of tea. He's never made a bad movie. But it's movie. not made poorly. No, no. Doug Hutchison. Doug Hutchison. That was him. That's him. Yeah. Anyway, so the next is Hearts in Atlantis. Okay. Hearts in Atlantis is a book with several stories in it. Which includes that one, right? Hearts in Atlantis is the name of the movie, but basically, the it's not... Hearts in Atlantis is a different story... Because the book's called Hearts in Atlantis, but the story in Hearts in Atlantis that the books that the movie's based on is actually called Low Men in Yellow Coats, and it is connected to the Dark Tower. It's got David Morris in it, and they totally take that out. It was written by William Goldman. It's basically the CIA looking for Anthony Hopkins yeah. instead of the Low Men in Yellow Coats. If you're a big Dark Tower fan, because he's a breaker, and the breakers are people that they use who have kind of psychic ability to be able to break the beams to the Dark Tower. Did I get all that right, Haley? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Done. All right. And they took pieces of that and put it into the Dark Tower movie. Correct? Yes. Yeah. Uh, Anything I, I, else about Hearts in Atlantis? I, it, it's a, it, if you didn't read the book... Yeah, I was going to say, I haven't not read the book. I was it's an enjoyable film. I was entertained. It's not a bad uh, movie. Have I watched it more than twice now? No, it's not a bad movie. Next is Rose Red. I like Rose Red. I like the first two nights That's of Rose say, Red. The first yes. two nights of Rose Red. The wrap up sucks. Yes. Um, oh, we all three agree on something. The Rose. What, no. Which is, by the way, people think that we we must we argue all the time. Yeah. Haley, when the cameras are off, do we argue when less? When the cameras are on, you argue. No, I said when the cameras are off, do we argue less? No. No, no. It, and it's usually more vicious. Yeah. More profane. There's a lot of sword fighting with tongues. <laughs> 
I need you to find what swords <laughs> are. And... <laughs> oh, don't, don't, don't. Yeah, Rose Red's another one that like, I love the first two nights. In fact, there's some really good scary scenes for network television the yeah. first two nights oh. of that movie. Once again, directed by Craig R. Baxley. Yeah. Uh, I, it's just the, the wrap up and the third night bringing it home he wrote it it was done right after his accident yeah which if you don't it's, know he was hit by a van, van. driven by Dean Coons <laughs> I, Not do you all know the little bit of the history so they he worked was working with alright originally Stephen King was going to write Poltergeist does anybody know this did not I know have heard that did before, not yes. work out I have heard that because he and Steven Spielberg are friends but, what are they? They're Very both name luminous people, right? Yeah. Who have many, many ideas. And, and what happens when you put those two together, specifically when they both have autonomy? I just want to point yeah. out, I was still correct, though. Yes, they're both named Steven. Thank you. So, he actually wrote very sweet things about Steven Spielberg. Talked about what a nice person he was. He said when he did first meet him, he, he gave his son, which I guess would have been Joe, Joe Hill, Joe King. Did you almost say Joe Hitler? Joe Hill. I swear to God, I thought you a almost said Joe an Hitler. clock and it didn't work. Not making fun the chip. He tried to give him an ET clock or something. I, can't, yeah. I think it was a clock and it didn't work. And Spielberg spent the next 30 minutes trying to get it to fix it to work for him. So it endeared him to him. So years, it's like, we always need to work together. We always need to work together. Because it sounds great, right? Yeah. Why wouldn't Steven Spielberg, uh, oh, Steven Skin write a book? It's one of those things that you see people, um, and again, I can't make it in an episode without bringing up Harlan Olsen, but there, there was a, uh, this ties together. There was a book that was written, uh, and I think Richard Matheson wrote the first. This is just Diet Coke. I think Richard Matheson wrote the first part of it. And Who deal... wrote Will Smith's I Am Legend? Shut up, Jay. <laughs> um, Richard Matheson, I think it was, I could be wrong on these. But anyway, wrote half of it. And the deal was they were going to take the top science fiction writers of the time. And one person wrote the beginning. If it wasn't Matheson, it was somebody like that. And then four authors got to do how they'd finish it. And this was pumped. This, I've got, I finally found a copy of it. By the way, you know why you can't find a copy of it? Because it sucks. Yes. It's, it's what you've got four brilliant minds, and then half literally, they literally the first half is set up that way, it doesn't lead anywhere. So, no, you're absolutely right. I think when you, when it sounds cool on paper, you get these people that you're like, I'll read everything they write, and then it changes tone immediately. You know what sounds cool on paper? Ice cubes. So, Steven Spielberg and Stephen <laughs> King, there's a little book called The Haunting. Who wrote The Haunting, James? <laughs> Uh, the Haunting? Um, are you talking about um, uh, oh, The Lottery? Yes. Uh, uh, Shirley Jackson, Jackson, by the way. I was waiting for him to say it. I was, I was actually seeing if I could drag that the up. The Haunting? Shirley, you jest. Actually, I prefer the movie to the to the book. Believe it or not, I really do. I think it, I think the movie's better than the book. And people are going to look at me and go, Shirley Jackson was a genius. Well, yeah, she's a smart lady, but... Uh, no, but it's also, uh, I mean, definitely a... a uh, literary work. So they're going to do The Haunting. He was going to write it. It didn't quite work out. He did say one of the things he stole from Steven Spielberg ideas was that you could, outside you could hear the house being built, like the Winchester house, the Remington house, whichever one. Winchester, the Winchester, Winchester house. house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This yeah, was yeah. actually a movie getting ready to come out with Helen Mirren. Right, 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 right. That, oh, that was actually, and in the miniseries, when it cuts away, you can hear it being built. Yeah, the yeah. ghosts are building it. That was Spielberg. Oh. So they both went their separate ways again. No hard feelings. Uh, Stephen King did Rose Red. Steven Spielberg did the remake with The Haunting. And uh, starring Liam Neeson. It's terrible. Uh, you know, 
I will say Yon DeBont directed that. I will say this speed. about the remake of The Haunting. And Twister. It is terrible, but it's pretty. Oh, it's a pretty, it's a pretty movie. movie. But the, and, and some of the stuff in there that actually gets to me is the stuff that makes no sense. When you view it the same way you view Phantasm, sorry, Phantasm fans, as this is really cool visually, let's not try to follow the plot, it's okay. The scene where they're jumping across books that are floating in water, and the, I love the statues that kind of grab at people. Yeah. That's all cool until you realize it needs a plot. So they remake the next one. Are we done with Rose Red? I'm done. Where, they yeah, remake Terry again for TV. I've never seen it. Uh, I tried watching it. Not good. Is this the faithful adaptation that's written by Brian Fuller? I'd have to look it up. And he has actually went on record saying that, that he, he screwed up. Brian De Palma was right. You can't be that faithful. It, it's yeah. too much. Yeah. Moving right along. Dreamcatcher. Oh, Weasels. my Weasels. God. Weasels. Shit weasels. <laughs> Boy, is that not a good cast. No. no. What's, who's bad in that? Who's a bad actor in that? Who's a bad actor? Yeah, it's a great cast. It's got Morgan Freeman. It's got Donnie his, Wahlberg. Donnie Wahlberg is good in The Sixth Sense. But he's not... But hold on. Can, you know what? You listed one movie. I really can't think of anything else Donnie Wahlberg's in. Oh, New he's in on one of those Saw movies, right? Two, Saw. three, and four. And, um, and, 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 and Ransom. <laughs> <laughs> I can't tell if you just ejaculated or if you didn't like Ransom. He had a bad experience. <laughs> bad experience um, with Ransom. I don't oh, want to get yeah. into it. Do not, we're not getting into it. Oh, we're not getting into why? it. Because I don't want to. I know. That makes me want to talk well, about it. Well, we're not. Experience. Moving you know on. Yeah, Mark Wal Donnie Wahlberg. Mark she, Wahlberg has been. She was a sensuous person. Uh, <laughs> she held your love for Ransom. Anyway, um, oh, she held his love for Ransom. Um, Dreamcatcher. Dreamcatcher. You know what Dreamcatcher reminds me of? And I have no logical connection between it. Just the feeling that it gives me after as I'm watching it. Same feeling I get when I watch Screamers. You can... What's your I feeling? I, is there something about... Are you hooked on it? <laughs> Ooga chugga. Ooga chugga. No, Ellie's dancing. I think it's one of those things that... Um, ah! It's a, it, don't I feel it? I'm high on believing. That you're in, in love, love with, with Ransom? <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> Are you gonna tell it? I I'm trying, but somehow I keep getting interrupted. Are you guys getting closer? I just We've had comments on the. He really is getting close. And spot switched hands. <laughs> he has to be I'm moving on. If you can't tell me, Dreamcatcher was also written when he was high um, because yeah. after the Directed accident. Directed by Lawrence Kasdan, right? It's, yeah, yeah. And Lawrence Kasdan, by the way. Fantastic. Fantastic writer, fantastic director, did Silverado, the, the grand, uh, 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 big, uh, uh, he wrote, he wrote some of, he wrote Empire Strikes Back, he wrote Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah. My Screamer's connection is this, I'm unnerved by the concept and disappointed by the visualization. Now, Oops. I can, yeah, 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 yeah. The, like, the, in, Screamer's is a tad bit better movie, but with less money. Yeah, I was about to say, and that, but the concept of, of, of these things. And they get in you, or they become you. That's a content concept. But then, when in both films, when you kind of see it, you're like, man. The way the execution punches. of his whole being in his mind and being able to be yeah. up there is not very good. Uh, the Thomas Jane talking into a banana later on, yeah. trying to talk to the guy who's played, but right? Yeah, yeah. 
in a book, it works. In a movie, not so much. Not so much. But I mean, I agree with you. The cast: Jason Lee, Thomas Jane. It's a great cast. The guy from Homeland, whose name I'm blanking on. Yeah. He played the. He's, yeah. The guy from Justified that I can't remember. Yeah. Oh, Timothy Oliphant. <laughs> Timothy Oliphant's in that. Yeah. Film. Perfect. Cast. Yeah. yeah. Movie sucked. And no. I guess we're forgetting Morgan Freeman. And Morgan. I know. I said Morgan Freeman earlier. With Salem, that weird haircut. Next is Salem's Lot. It was a mini series done for TNT, and I don't like it. No, oh, it's a second version. Of it's Salem's a second Lot. version. Let's drive that point home in case you miss the other. And one. if you're a Dark Tower fan, it takes a character from the Dark Tower that or from Salem's Lot in the book who shows up in the seventh book of the Dark Tower, which is the, James Cromwell in this version. Which right? is James Cromwell makes him one of the villains. What'd you say? Shows up in the fifth book. Oh uh, yeah, but he doesn't really come into play so much until like the seventh one, though, right? You need to rewrite these. Do I? Well, it's been a while. Anyway, <laughs> till he since he's been. This is why you should be over here. <laughs> it's been a while since he's been able to hold his head up high. It's been a while since I've been able to read. It's I have a four-month-old as of today. So, anyway, I don't like it. It changes his... It makes him one of the villains. The only good part about this whole damn thing... Rob Lowe's in it, who's also on The Shining, but it you sucks. Mean in the stand, you mean? Yeah, that's what I said. <laughs> and... Uh, you know, I may know more about Stephen King. Rector Howard is the villain... Is the, is the Dracula. The Dracula... It sucks. I don't, have you ever seen Rick, it? Rutger Howard going around blah 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 blah. There's an there was a scene that they I take out of the of book with the van, with the kids where the vampires and attack the bus driver. I like that. Okay. That's Rutger it. Rutger Howard has seen things you wouldn't believe. So next is Secret Window. That's based on Secret Garden, Secret Window. Is that also on? That's also on a Four Past Midnight. Uh, it's a good story. It's a good movie. It's directed by uh, David. I can't remember his name. He he uh, it's not wrote. Kip, is it? David Kip. That's it. Uh, I see. I do pay. actually. I do like Secret Window. I actually like it for not Johnny Depp. That movie is made for me by. Um, oh, I'm blanking on his name, and he's in Brain Donors, and he's in a bunch of stuff I like. John T T John Turturro of the Turturro family. Do you know what's the difference between that and the novella? What. The novella in, has a happier ending. She gets away. Oh. He 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 does not, and she does. The movie ends with him getting away with all of it. Yeah. That's not how the novella... I was so shocked. Because you never... That, to me, that's the interesting part of this. is There's never a time you've ever read a book and it has a dark ending on it, and then watch the movie and goes, well... Hmm, they the darkened movie, this up. They, dark, they darkened it up. They really did. Which is also... There's another... Steve the insurance salesman basically saves her. The it, fire where they burn the house, where he burns yeah. the house now. That's two Stephen King movies where the ending got darkened up and it actually was more effective. Yes. What's the other one? Mist. Mist. Oh, yeah. Which we haven't we'll gotten to. there yet. Uh, maybe. Next one's Kingdom Hospital. Kingdom Hospital is YouTube, probably go. <laughs> one of my all-time favorites. Uh, the background on Kingdom Hospital, if you've never seen it, Starring it was Andrew the American McCarthy. version of... Ringgit, the hot of uh, is it the kingdom? The kingdom, and Ringgit. If you've never seen it, you should see it. It's subtitled, written by it, Lars Van Trier. Yes. Takes place during the Crusades. No, Cl uh, actually starts sort of. Yes. I've never actually seen it. I'm um, it down. is um, Udo Kier's in it. It is the creepiest film Udo Kier has done, to my knowledge. And Udo Kier's not in it a lot, but Udo Kier's appearance at the end. How many more times are you going to say Udo Kier? As many times as it takes. Four more times. Four, um, I said four more times. His appearance... <laughs> That's five. ...in the climax of the film When is, it comes out of that woman's what? 
It's the, he. She gives birth to him. His Wait, her who? vagina. Who? Miles O'Keefe. You talking about Blade Udo Kier? <laughs> Do you know how much Miles O'Keefe is in this film? Miles of it. So Kingdom um, Hospital is based on the on Kingdom. So it was based loosely on the Kingdom. Yeah. Um, and so he Americanized it. It has some of my favorite lines in it. Hold on. Let me let me brawl on Cellbox ninety nine. Udo Kier. Watch it. It's fantastic. Oh, have you watched it? I've watched it. It is. Is it really? Oh, I want to see it. Yeah. Watch it. Dang. Whichever camera. Did Did you watch Bone Bone Tomahawk? Yes, I watched Bone Tomahawk. All right, I was just asking. Anyway, Kingdom Hospital, you do me a solid. No, I do, do you a solid. It's a uh, do y'all got to go to the bathroom? Red Dragon Tattoo is used in the soundtrack, which yeah. is great. Fountains yeah. of Wayne. And it has one of my favorite written for a TV show poems. It uh, One episode starts with the... Beans, uh, beans, the magical God. fruit. Uh, Dr. Gottrek, who is in a flashback. The does, more you eat... The more you what? You get rumblies in your tumbly, and then you got to go to the potty. It's That's a, how that ends, right? In a flashback to the old hospital, because it's built on the side of an old hospital that there was a tragedy mm. at, um, and it flashes back, and he is, it alleges that he's pretty much still a ghost in this hospital, and they're in the morgue, and it, here they store what came before, and it goes on, and it is one of the just... I, I don't know if Stephen King wrote those particular lines, but if he did, he should have been a poet. It is great. They're all directed by Craig R. Baxley. It was meant to be a continuing series on ABC. Yep. The problem is, is it didn't do very well, and then ABC lost faith in it, started changing times. I actually, it wasn't until later that I ever got to finish the series. My wife got it for me because I watched it's, one it, episode and I loved it. He talks about that he didn't, the reason he thinks it failed he can't really bad. lay it. He can't really lay it on the on the feet of ABC. They tried to sell it when it came out. It's, he says it's just his wife. He and Tabby watched it when it premiered, and his his wife looked at him and goes, "That's awful heavy. It's too much. It's too much." And and she wrote an episode. And that's the other part about it is is that it's not just one story, which is what I actually love about it. You have there's some parallels to Stephen King. An author goes for a jog. Gets, gets right over hit. by a vehicle and, and is stuck in this hospital. But he starts to see pretty much glorified anteater. Yeah. But the anteater talks to him and that's where that, you do me a solid? I'll do you a solid. And he basically, the anteater is kind of death, but kind of not. Yeah. And there's these other spirits and he, you know, the anteater warns. It's got a little bit of that Children of the Corn vibe that... Yeah. Do you have a spirit trying to help other people? Um, you think it would have been better if they did an aardvark? Doc, doctor, um, I'm going to punch you in the throat. Uh, uh, the one actor that plays the doctor. Doc, that, Doc. That, uh, Willard. Are you talking about Alfred Mer Merlina? Wait. No. No, no I just like to say Is it Bruce Doc Dern? Dern? No, Is it's it? Bruce. Uh, uh, he's Willard. He's yeah, he's the original Willard. Willard. You're right. Oh, no. Bruce uh, um, Dickinson. The Lanch. Anyway, it doesn't matter. He plays the doctor that screwed up the surgery, so that's one entire episode, and it's he's he's doing a minor brain surgery on yeah. this young lady, and he basically makes her brain dead. Yeah, and basically, uh, yeah, lobotomizes her. He goes on trial, and at the end, of, and it has one of the weirdest endings. You guys comfortable over there? <laughs> it has one of the weirdest endings. Uh, uh, but there, and then there's the episode Tabitha King wrote is a baseball episode. Yeah. And it's it was just too much. It was um, I think actually she's the one that said if you worked all day, yeah, yeah, and you came home, and this is what you watched, you just want to watch the sitcom. All right, so it's great. I love it, but 
I, it is an interest. If if you're a Stephen King fan, go hunt it out. If you're not a Stephen King fan, I would still hunt it out. Watch I'm the not first as episode. big a fan as they are, but by the end of it, it's like the original. And if you've seen the original Kingdom, it does a bunch of what the original Kingdom does. So uh, if you like the original Kingdom and aren't a Stephen King fan, still look. Next great. is Riding the Bullet, and I know we wanted to oh, talk about man. this. I like Mick Garris, James Rose is going to go off on Riding the Bullet. I like Riding the Bullet as well. It, the the like story it. was based modern day, but Mick Garris made it in the 60s, which makes much more sense. This kid is hitchhiking home to see his mother who's sick yeah. from college, right? Yeah. And encounters all these things on the way and has memories. Yeah. That's what Riding the Bullet's about. Yeah. And, it's, it, and Riding the Bullet, the bullet is a uh, roller coaster, coaster at an amusement park. That he was always more or less terrified Ter- by. Uh, terrified to ride. And it's pretty much the, the entire analogy is that uh, to, uh, to me, interpret it as you will, but is if you fear death too much, you won't live life. Matt Frewer, uh, Matt Frewer plays the professor at the beginning. Mm-hmm. That role was originally meant for George Romero. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, couldn't and do it for some reason. Okay. But know. it's uh, that that to me is why it's Schedule. a very it is a quote unquote horror film, but it is very much it is in the tradition to me of the Edgar Allan Poe story, the premature burial. Because it's more or less about how you should still live life and how if you just spend time. And he's dealing with death, yeah. Yeah, and, it's, it's, and, it's, and Stephen King's mother died young too, so yeah. she died of cancer, and she saw him publish a couple of books, but she didn't see him become Stephen, Stephen King. King. So, you have anything to add to it? I think you should really go out there. It, it suffers from the fact that it was low budget, and didn't yeah, get I much think, of a release. I think and it only made. $150,000. I actually don't mind people. David Arquette. David Arquette actually is good in that role. And what I will argue is because he's good in that and he's good in... 3,000 Miles of Grey Zone. Actually, I, I, I'm okay with him there. But actually, the Grey Zone is... If, if you want to see him actually do drama, Grey Zone. So, ready I, to rumble? To me... You like ready to rumble? To no, me, Grey it's zone. Mick Garris's last... James likes ready to rumble. Last really good thing. Was riding the bullet. Oh, riding the bullet is... I, even his Masters of Horror episodes aren't bad... I just, that was the last thing that I really... I, I want to talk I think, more about James like in Ready to I Rumble. think Riding the Bullet works because... Thought Martin Landau um, should have got that Oscar, huh? Riding the Bullet works <laughs> He still ignored me. <laughs> you can you watch not it. like Riding the Bullet? I've actually never seen it. It's one of those ones that I didn't get a chance to... It's right over there on the show. You, I've got it too. Uh, you can watch it as a horror film, but then like I said you can break it down. I think, it becomes, yeah, it's about dealing, once again, it's Stephen King dealing with death. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I think that's why the the Stephen King that I like, and it's not that I'm anti horror. I I saw the new it. I, I've seen the old one. I like his stuff, but I think when he has something to say and it comes across directly or indirectly, where you actually can break it down and be like, well, this kind of means this to me. God, that's when he's great. Next is Desperation. Desperation is actually one uh, of my... It's my favorite Stephen King books. It's one of my favorite Stephen King books, if you've ever read it. I, for some odd reason, I don't know how it got... So, it was originally going to do it. It was going to be a movie for New Line. And they didn't get to do it, couldn't get the budget together, so and, they did it for television, and, and they used quick, the same exact script. And real Ron, quick... Ron Perlman. I was like, real quick, had a cast that when I heard, without knowing as much as you all do, I was like, oh my God, I've got to see this. And it just didn't come together. No. It didn't. It didn't come together. Tom Scarrett's miscast in it. Yeah. I want every Terribly miscast. And he, and he just and kind the, of phones it the, in. The ending is... The ending's not good, because the book has such a great ending. It builds it up. Yeah. And it even has an ending that... Would have been great for a movie. So the author sack once again. It's an author riding across country on a motorcycle during a tour. Stephen Weber's following him yeah. in the van, 
And Stephen King actually did this on the Insomnia Tour, if you didn't know this. Stole it right out of his own life, like most good authors do. And there's a great ending, and it's all about tack, talk, however you pronounce it. It's this demon that's accidentally dug up in this mine, and it comes out and possesses the town. And kills people, yep. and it, the body slowly disintegrates as the as he as he's possessed. Burns through him effectively. Burns yeah. through him effectively. That's a good way to put it. So it has a great ending. He gets all the way down. The shell fits right in, and they use ampho. Is that what it is? Yeah. It's the same thing they use to blow up the. And he comes back with a shell, and he can hear the voices screaming, "You're a shit writer." Blah 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 blah. God help me! I hate critics. Boom. Yeah blows blows him to hell mm -hmm. so it's just would have been desperation's a great movie and then the the the, the yeah that's the, a good the, book the, it's i'm sorry great book and then richard bachman's the regulators great book as well. i i like it yeah it's an yeah. alternative if you if you like it it's it's the same characters on an alternative yes. reality yes and it's they're, they're both fantastic and this movie's awful i know i really for some odd reason desperation the just wrong to desperation. mick harris oh uh, yeah sorry, and mick. it's written by stephen king Oh, yeah. I, like I said, it's just I think it's an execution thing. I think I think if it had been done at New Line, mm -hmm. and they probably had a little bit more, more money, yeah, uh, maybe more time to shoot. I don't know. It just didn't come through as that TV movie. It didn't come through. I because it's a it's fairly faithful adaptation. Mm -hmm. It just I don't know. I you just don't I I I really think it. Tom Skerritt's really bad in it, and I like Tom Skerritt, but he's bad in it. Next is Nightmares and Dreamscapes, which is a miniseries, once again, made for TNT. Um, that's the one that, some of them are good, some of them suck. That's the one that has the adaptation where the guy is, gets bit by the snake or whatever, is in the coma. Or, I, I don't remember He's that. not in the coma. He, he can't move, but he, they think he's dead because everything's slow. Yeah, slow. Yeah, yeah. And then basically he realizes that... Um, I thought that was a Tales from the Crypt. He can... I'm pretty sure it's a Stephen King. I have to go back and watch that, James. Um, because it stars one of the guys from Wings. I forget which one. I think it's... it's uh... Uh, well, Stephen Weber's in one, but he's in the one where no, he, they go to an old town, and it's out in the middle of nowhere, and it's where all the rock and roll legends have went to die. Oh, really? The, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's called, And it's a good story, too. It's kind of a weird, corny thing, but they're, they're all there, and it's kind of the hell for rock and roll legends, and they get stuck there. Um, I don't have a lot to say about Nightmares and Dreamscapes. Uh, some of them are good, some of them suck. It's not the world's best. But the next, I do have a lot to say about The Mist. Oh, Another Frank Darabont. Oh, yeah. so, fair, fair Frank Darabont, Stephen King trilogy. So, The Mist is a really great novella. His, the, the Return of the Jedi of Stephen King. Yeah, Frank Darabont, Stephen King. I mean, it's a little bit better than that. But <laughs> it's, in, it's, in, it's in Skeleton Crew. It, Frank Darabont had tried for years to get it made. But the problem is, is Frank Darabont changed the ending to The Mist. And made it better. And made it better. better. And Stephen King has went on record saying if he'd have thought of that ending, he would have wrote that ending oh, to yeah. Frank Darabont. And Frank was right. Problem is, the ending is... Spoiler alert. Oh, big spoiler. Like, seriously, right now, if, if you haven't seen, seen, seen The stop, Mist... Stop. Pause stop. it. Go watch it. Go watch, come, come back. back. We'll yeah. wait. It stars Thomas Jane, and it's another well-cast movie. Yeah. But, but, not, you know, a, not a always... But the other part about that is, I mean, the, the ending that got changed that literally, arguably, sucks the air out of the theater in some way, but in such a great way. Yeah, they're yeah. Sitting, so in the book, they're sitting in the hotel room watching this mist in, engulf them, right? Yeah, and he can hear the sounds of whatever something's huge is coming, yeah. and he's riding down the last And hour. then in the movie, he 
kills everybody. Yeah, they, they, they run out of gas, them. and they can hear the sounds, and he only has so many bullets. Well, he... He, he, he has his, enough bullets to do everybody It's but the him. driver... Uh, it's his son, son. Mm-hmm. and then the blonde lady, I can't remember, and they all get out. In the book, they sleep together, and I'm glad they cut that out because it doesn't add anything yeah. to it. Yeah. Uh, he shoots them, yeah. and then he's cr- he just killed his son, but he killed them to save, save them because save them. the world has went to hell. Yeah. Yeah. There's monsters, yeah. and everyone's terrified, and he's clicking it because he just wants to shoot himself. And, it's out of and the then camera. a few minutes later, the army shows yeah. up. With and that they figured out how to defeat the mist. How to defeat the mist and S- credits. Credits. It'll, it it sucks the air in the room. Yeah, it will God, knock you Even if floor. you knew, I still say it's effective. Oh yeah. Oh. The only thing, only only criticism I can lob at it. I was watching it the a few weeks ago or a month, few months ago, is that the CGI is not very good. Really? Who? But you know who designed those creatures? Bernie Wrightson. Yeah, I, God, I miss that, that. That 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 yes, but it's neither near nor there. No, no, but it's it's not it's not. As no, good. no, no. The the creatures aren't the CGI isn't great, but the creatures as drawings. If you ever get seen, yeah, 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 yeah. Bernie Wrightson's drawings, for and the it's got a Dark Tower reference. He, he the guy is a poster designer, and he is drawing a poster for a new movie at the beginning, and it's clearly. The gunslinger from the Dark Tower, and it's yep. got the rose, and so there's a shout out to all of that, which I think Darabont probably should have done the Dark Tower. Oh, yeah. Um, you know the other part about that is Ash. Though, once again, the cat is trying to get into the show. Um, the the other part about it is so oh, yeah. I think the the episodes of that that are the most interesting, or the I'm sorry, the scenes are the conflicts with. Um, the religious, this is meant to happen, this is... Yeah, yeah. Marcia Gay Harden. The villains yeah. are always usually the people, right? And then this, yeah. and, and, and how people react to that. And who decides after a while who wouldn't follow her, who ends up following her. Yeah. yeah. I kind of think it's very, very precedent of our society today. All right. Well, thank you all so much. We've got some actually really exciting news to tell you all as we're coming up. As the holidays go through, we're going to actually have a couple of cool guests. We, we, we just... Hope. We we just started negotiations with somebody that's going to be kind of sweet later yeah. on. Krampus, today. we're going to get his goat legged wonder here. So keep on tuning in. Thank you all so and much. And also for your a support. returner. Yeah, we're going to have a return guest too. It's actually kind of cool. So thank you all so much from all of us. This has been Bonehead. Woo-hoo! Happy pre Arbor Day. Yay! Go plant a tree. Captain Planet punch you in the face, mofo. Yeah, ready? <laughs> Let's get this done. What? Was that on? She just did that sweet little look and then go, <clears throat> that, that sweet little, I'm waiting. <laughs> Who's she waiting on? Is James here? No. I am still waiting on James. Are the beans ready? ready? What, what time, time is it? Is Zora 